Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, Jessa. I miss both you, man. Oh. the <laughs> I miss you, I miss you, man, do I miss you, I miss you, man, I miss you, I miss you, man, do I miss you. Alright, that theme music means it's another episode of I Miss You, Man. And it's not just any episode, it's a special episode, our first ever podcast crossover. My name is Lonnie, and sorry if my voice is a bit croaky today, I haven't been too well, but I'm on the mend, hopefully. I'm here with my co-host, with the co-most, Dylan. That's me. How you doing, mate? I'm all right. Better than you're doing. Sounds like you got COVID, mate. No, I've been tested. I'm all okay. Okay. Or well, I was okay. Good. That's the main right. thing. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, can you tell us about what I Miss You Man is normally all about? Well, Lonnie, normally it's about you and me. It's about teammates just catching up each week, taking each other through a topic. It could be anything. Could be life, pop culture, everything in between. That's right, Dylan. But today, it's not just you and me. We're joined by one half of the best Australian podcast of all time. <laughs> That's a rage. I listen to every podcast made in Australia, and you're number one, Jessa. Thank you so much. We're here with Jessa from My Girlfriend Dolly. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, everyone. It's good to be on the show. I'm a big fan. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Us? Well, Dylan and I, you've been a bit nervous, haven't you, Dylan? Oh, mate, been been biting my nails all day. They're down to, down to nothing, basically. Because <laughs> we think, you know, you're a proper show and we're just two silly boys who are making a little podcast and we talk about, you know, Christina Ritchie too much. <laughs> no way. If only everyone could hear what just happened before where I was all like, oh, my microphone, I just could get my husband. I don't know what I'm <laughs> no, it's, it's good. It's good to have you on. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Uh, Jessica, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Oh, well, that wasn't in the – I didn't write that down. That wasn't in the questionnaire. Oh, sorry. That's a <laughs> question without notice. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, my name is Jessa and I'm uh, 33 and I have a podcast called My Girlfriend Dolly where me and my friend Heidi read old uh, – Teen magazines from the 90s and noughties and um, I'm also dyslexic so that was kind of part of the reason why I started the, the podcast so I had to force myself to read aloud bi-weekly. Mm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and has it been helping with your dyslexia? It has, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Um, I can't recommend My Girlfriend Dolly enough. I've been telling everyone about it and you know I don't think I'm probably the target audience that you're thinking of, Jessa, when you started, um, but I have listened to every episode, so, you know, I think I'm one of your best fans. Oh, thank you so much. I'm interested in, like, the time capsule elements, because, like, you're looking back at this sort of snapshot of pop culture history, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, the letters people write, they're always really funny, and looking back, 
with a bit of a critical eye in 2021, looking back at what teen girls are worried about in the late 90s, early 90s is, is quite interesting. Um, end of the day, though, it doesn't matter what you're talking about because it's just a fun time with my, my friends Jessa and Heidi. So. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's yeah. what I want to hear. One thing I'll say, Jessa, one little small bone i got to pick, um, you almost got me in a very awkward situation because I was mentioning your show to my fiancé and I said to her, so have I told you about my girlfriend Dolly? Oh, no. Didn't sound great. <laughs> I had to clarify, like I was talking about a podcast, I wasn't looking at my secret girlfriend who was named Dolly. So <laughs> just thought I'd give you that feedback, okay? Did your, did your fiancé read Dolly and Girlfriend? She did. She was a bit into it back in the day. Yeah. Um, and she, we haven't talked too much about the podcast, but I've told her all about it and she's interested, but... Um, yeah, she's quite busy at the moment, so I'm going to try and pin her down and send her episodes together soon. <laughs> As Dylan said up top, we normally have a topic to discuss, but in this episode, our topic is, is you, Jessa, and my girlfriend, Dolly. So we're basically going to interrogate you a bit and then chat about teen magazines and just have a good old fun time. Perfect. I've made some notes, so I'm, I'm all set. Okay, that's wonderful. More prepared than we normally are. That's good. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about the podcast origins, which we've already touched upon, um, your experience with the magazines, the, the content of the magazines, Dolly Doctor will get a run. Maybe we've got an embarrassing story or two of our own to talk about. And just so you know, Dylan does want to talk about wrestling at some point. So. Oh, yes, yes, please. Okay, that's good. Let's get started. Um, so, when you were growing up as a teenager in country New South Wales, Jessa, you yeah. sitting down to read the latest Dolly magazine, did you ever think, one day in my 30s, I'm going to be recording a podcast about this? Absolutely not. And I wish I had thought that because I had to buy all the magazines off eBay because what I used to do was I'd get a magazine and I'd read it and then I would cut it up and use it to like collage my walls. Oh, uh, yeah. Like school books or whatever. So then I had to buy them all and they're all about 20 bucks a hit. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So you would have had all these magazines back in the day, but not anymore, I clearly. More. I yeah. had more and then I just like I destroyed them. And now I had to rebuy them. <laughs> but but it's, it's kind of cool that someone's out there is, is selling these. They've Obviously, there's yeah. a market for them. Yeah, it's wonderful. And one of my favorite things that I love about reading the magazines on eBay is sometimes the girls have filled in, like, the quizzes or they've um, mm. like, a competition <laughs> or something and they're not sent it in. So I get to read what their, like, entrance was. Um, there was one to win uh, tickets to see NSYNC in concert and the girl who owned the magazine had just written... I think the question was like, why, why do you want to go see NSYNC? And she'd just written, I don't because they suck. <laughs> no. Oh, spitting fire about NSYNC. Jeez. Yeah, a bit rough. Come on. <laughs> That's really cool. That reminds me of, I think people on YouTube and who go and buy old diaries off eBay and then go, oh, yeah. go read them. It's a little bit like that, isn't it? In that sense. Yeah. Mm. Now you mentioned that you started this podcast to, um, to help you through dyslexia. Yeah. Why? Why this particular podcast idea? You could have done anything. Why? Why look reading well, back magazines? It wasn't. This is not an original idea. There are many podcasts that read old magazines, um, but I think I think Heidi and I are the only ones who do Australian magazines. There's a podcast called Girly Mags who do um, Sassy Magazine. YM magazine and I think it's called Twist magazine but I couldn't really find myself relating to them because they're mm -hmm. American 
Um, and then there's also uh, Listen to Sassy. They read Sassy magazine as well. And then there's um, Kerrang! Back Issues. Okay. Read back Issues of Kerrang! magazine. But I think they that's um, a UK podcast. So I was kind of like, oh, I mean, I wish... I wish someone was reading Dolly and Girlfriend, and then I thought maybe I should do it. Clearly, yes. <laughs> you did it. You've, now you're the best magazine yeah. podcast of all time. <laughs> yeah, you found your niche, but also you're better than everyone else, so that's good. Aww, yeah, and then, um, yeah, my husband's a, um, a musician, so he's got all this recording stuff. I was like, you know what? I've got the means. I can get these magazines on eBay. I'm just going to do it. And here I am. Well, there you go. And like a lot of people have ideas for podcasts or you know, creative projects, but also a lot of people don't have the drive to actually make it happen. So what gave you that final push to get going? <laughs> you know what? I bought this um, a diary and it was kind of, it was more of like a journal where they expect you to write in it every day, journaling. <laughs> yeah. And um, it had a section at the start of the year that was like, what was your best memory of this year? What did you do this year? What was something new you created this year? And I had nothing. I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> so that was um that was 2019 so i was like okay 2020 is the year i'm gonna just do everything every little idea that pops into my mind i'm gonna try and like put it into fruition and um it, i think we started our first episode we recorded in february so we just got in early enough to not be like a, a lockdown mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having said that i worked throughout covid so it um mm. Yeah, it didn't really make any difference to me. And how did you get Heidi attached? Well, Heidi, um, Heidi and I used to work together at Woolworths when we were both in our early 20s. And one of the first conversations we ever had was about the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> so I, she, she's a massive Backstreet Boys fan. Um, and I think she also, I know that after she'd left work, she went on to do a lot of stand-up comedy. So I already knew that she was very funny. And um, I think I just took her out to like a, um, I took her out to breakfast. <laughs> and then half, halfway through, I was kind of like, so I've got an ulterior motive here. And I, I, made, I made her a bit nervous, but eventually I was just like, I want to start a podcast. Are you in? And she, she was. So that was great. Um, that was when she was, we were both living in Newcastle, but now she's moved to Darwin. So we, we do it um, over the phone. But I think we, we, still, we still get it done. Yeah, I haven't really noticed much difference between the in-person and recorded ones. That's awesome. No, yeah, I can tell. Good. Awesome. Well, yeah, like I, I guess one of the good things that came out of COVID was that we, we already knew we could do it mm. by the phone. Mm. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, well, Dylan and I, we've done every podcast except one over <laughs> the internet. So we seem to get okay, don't we, Dylan? Yeah, we go all right, I guess, yeah. <laughs> do what we can. And, and Jessa, what do your friends and family think of the podcast? I don't think they've listened to it. No. How dare they? I kind of hope they haven't because I do rag on my mom a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom's really into true crime podcasts, so. All right. You have to change it up to get her in board then, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah speaking, if we can speak podcast shop for a little bit, what Dylan and I both like about your um, podcast is that you got inbuilt content. You know, it's reliable, and we make a podcast where we're trying to like cover lots of different topics and something that's a bit broad. Our range is um, every week trying to think of something new, and that that's not a criticism of your podcast. You've got this wonderful niche, and what I like about it is that 
you can actually compare things week to week and year to year, and it makes it interesting. Um, very insightful, some of the differences between, just between, you know, 1997 and 2006, that's a, a huge difference in what is in the magazines, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even just the layout of the magazines. If you read something from the early 90s, it tends to be the pages are very white and very boring with, like, yeah. small blurbs of text, where if, if you read something from, say, 2006, the whole page is just covered in shit. Just like every every corner just has some sort of thing on it, and like I don't know, it's um, I'll have to send you guys pictures. It's it's crazy. Like it's just so so much more detail. Whereas yeah. in the nineties, it was very you know plain and boring. It's a bit strange. You wouldn't think the nineties would be like that because I mean, looking back in the nineties, everyone likes thinks it's like all out there and attitude and crazy, but. Mm. I guess so, but you've still got to be able to read it. Whereas, like, I don't know, the, the pages from the 2006 issues are just, like, so overwhelming. Yeah, they, someone in Girlfriend or Dolly got Photoshop 7 and they're just trying to use it. Yeah, and they were like, oh, I did a scrapbooking class and like that. <laughs> yeah, Dylan, you listen to My Girlfriend Dolly. I don't listen to every episode like me, but you listen to a whole bunch. What are your thoughts? Oh, mate, love it. I love the chemistry between you two. It's, it's very natural, very funny, very much appreciated. It's good to listen to. Uh, I love the embarrassing story ones. They're my faves, I'll just say. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got some um, thoughts about embarrassing stories later because some of the stuff these people write in, well, some of the things I'm not sure are actually written by, by girls writing in. I think they're written by the staff, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> oh, controversial. <laughs> Um, and more than just chatting about the magazines, you're also analysing and you're placing these magazines in context and like relating to your own personal experience. It's not like, I'm not trying to say it's a dry academic sort of exercise, but it's lots of interesting discussion and it's funny. So if you're listening to this and haven't listened to My Girlfriend Dolly, please get amongst it. Just don't listen to the first episode because we weren't very good then. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> Same I, with us. That, yeah. <laughs> For us, not about episode five, I think. We got it good by then. Oh, yeah. Like you were just saying, we do have kind of, you know, we, we do um, like the letters section and we move to how embarrassment and then we do the quiz. Whereas in the first issue, the first episode, we just we just talk crap. <laughs> There's no like format to it whatsoever. Yeah, I still liked it. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's good to see kind of where we started. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Another question for you, Dylan. Mm. Have you ever read A Girlfriend or A Dolly or another teen magazine? Uh, no, no, I think all I used to read was like K-Zone when I was a kid, like D-Mag, mm. like the kids' magazines, but no, I haven't, haven't delved amongst them. I think I might have read A Woman's Life okay. at some point, but... It's called Woman's Day. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, clearly I only read it once. <laughs> um, I read a Dolly when I was at school, um, and it was at, like, end of the year, we were just hanging out in class, I... I don't know why exactly what was going on, but there were dollies there, so I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. And I picked class? A... No, well, it's like end of the year, class is over, we're just hanging out, one of those, uh. you know, weird end of the year classes. And I was like, here we go, here's a sealed section, going to read something <laughs> something saucy. <laughs> and then the first story I read was about this girl who was like in an abusive relationship oh, and shit. wasn't very sexy. Um, wasn't what I was hoping for. Jesus. And some of the stories you read have got quite heavy too, and it, but it's such a whiplash almost. Like Dolly Doctor has a, has a question about abuse and then the one is like, 
I've got a period. What's that about? I'm like, yeah, they catch me out a lot because I'm always so, you know, tongue in cheek and I'm ready to just make fun of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and then every now and then they'll drop it. You know, my parents are getting divorced and then I feel like a monster. Yeah. Well, the weirdest ones I've um, heard in your show is like, girls just admit to being straight up nasty bullies. Like yeah. we bullied this girl for a year and then she's changed schools. Now I feel a bit bad. You should feel bad. Yeah. You're awful. Absolutely. Um, okay. Now, when you're a teen, Jessa, yeah. how'd you actually get these magazines? Oh, just from Woolworths. Okay. You'd go like every month, know it was like, this is the day it comes out. You'd know. Oh, well, <laughs> mum would just be like, do you want anything from the supermarket? And I'd be like, girlfriend magazine. <laughs> <laughs> it was always... Um, Sometimes they'd come with free stuff, like you get a free lip gloss, mm. free, you know, whatever. And, you know, mum would come home and I'd be like, Mom, you didn't get the lip gloss. Mum. I know. Did you have to be a certain age to, to get Dolly for the first time? No, I don't think so. And um, my mum suggested that I start reading it because I think she didn't want to talk to me about periods and sex. Uh, <laughs> on and off. <laughs> yeah, I got calmed off to this. <laughs> Yeah, I remember her being like, "Oh, I thought, I thought maybe you should maybe start reading Dolly magazine." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then, I mean, that's how, yeah, that's how I learn about all that stuff. Yeah, then that's <laughs> because my mom's a nurse, so like she should be comfortable <laughs> talking about that. Oh yeah, remember different with your own kid, maybe. But yeah, that that is, <laughs> I mean, girlfriend and, and Dolly doctor has probably taught a lot of girls around Australia about. All sorts of things that weren't picked up at school or whatever. So yeah. Well, I was like a teen goth, so she was probably a bit scared of me. <laughs> <laughs> How much of a goth were you? Um, only as much as I could be in the country. Okay. <laughs> there wasn't. Yeah, I didn't have many options. I remember I was really obsessed with getting this hoodie. Um, the brand was Emily the Strange. Do you remember her? Uh, vaguely because my, my yeah. sister's name's Emily and so she has a bit of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she was like this kind of cartoon goth girl and she had a bunch of black caps and mm. she was really cool but you could get like branded stuff that was Emily the Strange brand. So there was this hoodie I really wanted that was just a black hoodie but it had like um, devil horns on the hood. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I was obsessed but because we, we couldn't get it in the country I had to just go to Big W and buy a hoodie and then get mum to sew the horns on. <laughs> <laughs> but then the hoodie, because it was from Big W, it said like Wave Zone on the front. Oh, no. <laughs> I tried my best. Oh, well, good work, Mum. That, that, that's good enough. Um, I don't I think there must have been goths because Dylan and I grew up in Toowoomba. Were there goths around when we were kids, Dylan? Uh, I think at, at Gabin Bar there was in my primary mm. school. Mm. There was a couple. I don't remember there being. Any in high school? I guess that was more emo, wasn't it, when we were in high school? Yeah, I suppose. The next yeah. generation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so your mum was giving you the magazines. What was your earliest memory of them? Do you remember the first time you read A Girlfriend or a Dolly? I do. I do. And I, I remember, um, it's so strange, there was an ad for a, um, ooh, it was Tommy Girl Perfume. There was an ad for Tommy mm. Girl Perfume in it, and I can still, if I ever smell that... I'm just transported back to the age I was when I got my first Dolly magazine. Oh. I just got the magazine reached off. <laughs> yeah. 
It was super cute. I remember my first, the first magazine that I bought was a Jolly magazine, and it had uh, the quiz in it was who is your handsome love match. Ooh. And I remember getting Isaac, so then I took it again so I could get Taylor because he's the one that I liked. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, Hanson was a bit before my time, so. Yeah, oh. it was um, it was a bit strange because I I was trying to kind of pinpoint where in in school were the magazines popular, but I mm. can't remember having like I remember going to school with this Jolly magazine and getting everyone to take the Hanson quiz, and everyone was like. Oh, no, my mum won't let me read this. Oh, really? But then, yeah, but then I remember being in, like, maybe year eight and one of the popular girls was like, oh, you read Jolly? I read Cleo. Jolly's for little girls. So I, yeah, I really... Did you slug her one? I just stopped reading Jolly or, like, I started reading huh? it in pri- private because I was so... Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Then having said that, I was reading, like, Metal Hammer magazine because I was goth. <laughs> <laughs> In which there's a really good Instagram account called Mosha Mags where they just post old um, Metal Hammer magazines. So check that out if you're into it. So you've got range. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so were your mates reading them or were they, or were they all living in secret because of the mean girls at school? Um, no, I, I remember my friends reading them and we used to kind of – we'd sw- did you guys do like um, a roll call at school? Mm. We like form class, yeah. Yeah, we called it DIA, which stood for drop everything and read. Is that just a New South Wales thing? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. Well, I just remember being in like DIA and, um, you know, someone would be like, I've got the new dolly, have you read it? And you'd kind of swap mm. magazines with people. Okay. So, mm. yeah, people were still reading them, definitely. Just maybe not in front of the popular girls because they were reading Cleo. <laughs> I think you said in your podcast before, like, was it clear or a Cosmo actually mean to a teenage girl? What's all about, you know, office sex and stuff like that? Like, yeah, nothing to do with yeah. them. It's about, like, furthering your career and, like, getting your fiancé to propose to you. Like, it's not <laughs> it's not something you should be reading in high school. No, I get a fantasy, I guess, of what you'll be like eventually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, like I said before, I'm 33 and I still don't feel like I'm old enough to read Cosmopolitan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and so was there a moment when you were like i'm mean, 18 17 where you realized i'm too old for dolly or what happened there when you started reading them um i th- i think it was like a in school i was kind of just embarrassed to still be reading them mm. yeah i um it was i was kind of like whatever book you pulled out in like roll call class you wanted to kind of convey your personality through it. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd pull out. I remember at one stage I was reading Brett East and Alice to try and impress <laughs> people. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, right. So, um, yeah, I think I probably stopped reading Dolly in like 2001. Okay, right. So when you're looking back at these magazines, you're reading some that you would have wouldn't have come across before. Yeah, absolutely. Some mm. of the um, girls that listen to our podcast have inboxed me and asked us to do uh, magazines from like 2008 because that's when they were teenagers. Yeah. But yeah. I, uh, I don't know if I can relate to that. No, that'd be much more like a scientific approach where you're not really yeah. not much personal attention. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right though. That might be fun. Yeah, it could be an interesting dynamic. Like, oh my gosh, these girls actually do this. That's crazy. <laughs> 
I kind of, we do have one from 2008. One of our readers gave us a bunch of magazines and one oh, of wow. them, yeah, it was so sweet. Yeah. Um, one of them's from 2008 and I, I looked through it and as soon as I saw like gladiator sandals, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I remember. I remember having those. I remember this period of my life. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, people like Dylan might not have ever read a magazine before the team magazine but you're reading so many in a short amount of time. Do you feel like you're like unlocking the formula for a teen girl magazine? Oh, well, I mean, do people even make magazines anymore? Like just go on the internet, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Not wrong. Just follow a page. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What's the point of having a magazine? And then you just kind of have to get rid of it. I don't really understand. Or keep it and sell it on eBay 20 years later. Yeah, yeah, that's true. On the off chance that someone's making a podcast about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, Girlfriend Magazine still produce magazines. Mm. And I did, I did mean to kind of have a flip through one and see what's going on in there, but I, I guess I forgot. <laughs> but I just can't imagine why you would still be producing one when the internet exists. Because when I was reading these magazines, there was no internet. Well, that's like the the strangest thing to me some of these yeah. letters the girls write into these magazines like yeah, just a whole different world in, in that, without internet because it's like hey girlfriend can you please tell me more about the new Hong Kong neighbours I don't know what his name is yeah exactly I don't know his name or it's like I saw so and so I saw you know Devon Sora in Casper mm. what else has he been in because you had no idea you couldn't look up IMDB or anything exactly There's ones that's even like, can we just get some more photos of Fred Durst or whatever the person <laughs> is? You know? And He's a he was a hottie, Dylan. <laughs> you seem incredulous, but he was. Oh, okay, okay. I, I thought he was gross. There was, I've even got a quote written down about an article that was about porn. <laughs> it says, "Last year's big day out metal slash rap crossovers hail from California and are fronted by total hottie Jonathan Davis." <laughs> Oh. Have you seen Jonathan Davis? I haven't, but from your reaction, I agree with you, Jessa. <laughs> they did like a um, an article about friends of Rom and called them the Rom Babes. Bloody hell. They're just, they're just a bunch of crusties. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, the different standards, baby. Fashion changes, you know? I mm. think just anyone who could play music was considered to be a babe. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that, that's still true. So. Well, I mean, I went on to date pretty much exclusively musicians, so I guess it rubbed <laughs> off on me. Even, even conditioned by girlfriend and Dolly to yeah. live your life that way. Maybe. Yeah, this might be a silly question, Jessa, but mm. why were you reading the magazines? Like, what'd you get out of them? Well, I mean, I learned about periods. Um, I learned how to masturbate. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not really sure, to be honest. Like, like I said, I, I couldn't really read because I was dyslexic. <laughs> but um, I enjoyed looking at the pictures. <laughs> and um, I, I'm not sure. I've mentioned this on the podcast that I felt like I didn't really have much direction in life. Mm. And um, I was like, you know, what the hell? I was reading these magazines. Why weren't they educating me? But looking back on it, they did have lots of stuff about, you know, what should you do after school? 
what kind of career are you suited to, all that sort of stuff. So I guess I was just missing it. Yeah, I think that sometimes you see people complaining about, oh, school didn't teach me this, all these life skills. It's like, when you're at school, you didn't learn anything anyway. You weren't trying. No. And not, not you in particular, Jessel. I'm not no, even about I, you. I, it is me in particular. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like if school was trying to teach people that, they wouldn't have listened because, you know, when you're a teenager, often you you don't want to listen to people. So. Mm. Yeah. But you're right. Some of those quizzes that you do in the magazines, it's like, what's my future career going to be like? And and so on. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I was just trying to kind of read them to maybe grow up a bit. Mm. Okay, well, it taught you about periods, so that's pretty good. So. Yeah. My, think... my mum sure as hell wasn't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've probably learnt more about periods listening to your podcast than I ever did at school, so, you know, I'm part of that as well. Did you did you feel like they're actually influencing you as a teenager, like with your your style, your fashion, your, your pop culture choices? Yeah. You, boys all that sort of stuff yeah absolutely but it was very hard to like I really wanted to follow the fashions in there but like I said I lived in the country so um I had to just make a lot of stuff my friend Sarah um she grew up in a similar kind of situation she lived out in the sticks and she told me that she when low-rise jeans came into fashion Mm. she used to get her mum to kind of just cut the top out of a pair of jeans (laughs) and like sew in a new zipper Jeez, yeah. Yeah, and then there was also another kind of like, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but dirty denim was a thing where you wanted your jeans to look like they were all dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Madonna was doing like the cowgirl thing, Um, but I remember making my own dirty denim just with like denim and dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever do denim, Dylan? No, no, I've never been to jeans, man, myself. <laughs> I think I had a denim jacket when I was like 10. Very hot. You've been so cute in a denim jacket, Dylan. Thanks. Thanks, man. Did you get a photo yeah. of that for the, for the Insta? Well, I don't have it anymore. I was 10, but I'm sure I can track one down. You never know. Please do. That'd be good. Okay. Okay, big question, Jessa. Yeah. Do you think that teen magazines are overall positive or overall negative for girls? I'm going to go with positive. Okay. Like I said, there wasn't much else going on. A lot of people's mums probably wouldn't talk to them about that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. There was no internet. I My teachers were shit. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, yeah, I think for a lot of girls, like, these magazines were just their, their lifeblood. They're everything. Mm-hmm. It was the only place where they could talk, like, or well, not talk about, but read about that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and get an education about it. I think, that, I think that's a fair enough point. I think you've, you've talked about this a, bit, a little bit, but like reading these magazines in the late 90s, you might think that if you're not a, a thin white girl who's having sex with the hottest boy at school, that you're not really conforming to expectations. Um, and that's, I don't think that that's a girlfriend or a dolly problem. I think that's a society problem back then. And obviously these magazines come out of society. But then also, you're right, I think it might be better at least having attempts at positive messages. Like, what if we didn't have these teen girl magazines? It sounds like your childhood would have been a lot different and not as full. Yeah, absolutely. I also think, like, compare this to today where we've got Instagram models and that sort of unfiltered celebrity style and... People on Instagram who can just say and influence 
with no checks and balances. Like there are problems with the big business of magazines, but maybe, you know, they're trying to do good and they they try and take it a little bit seriously. Unlike people on Instagram who are just trying to make money off their fans. I think it's trying. So I, I kind of think maybe things are good with these teen magazines, even though there are problems. Is that a fair enough thing? Absolutely fair enough. And I, I say often to a lot of my friends, like, I'm so glad the internet didn't exist when we were in school. Oh, God. Absolutely. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, it's just some rot on there, isn't there? Absolutely. Like, yeah. And I think if I if I saw, a, like, I mean, my self-esteem levels were already quite low, but I feel like if I could see a photoshopped picture of a, you know, what I am supposed to look like, mm. that would have been a lot worse. Yeah. Then what it would like, yeah. And like, there's like a push pull as well because at the moment, you can you create your own Instagram feed and social media, and you can find the stuff that you really want to read about and be interested in. And back in this era of magazines, you're looking at it's kind of like, you know, girlfriend Dolly decides what's popular and what's not. And as a as a reader, you don't have much choice in what's in the magazine. But at the same time. Maybe there are some good things about having common cultural touchstones as well. Like, you know, you're, you're part of society then because you're all reading the same stuff and you're part of the same sort of pop culture landscape. It's, yeah, I think it's, it's too much to say it's all good and all bad, but I think on the balance, probably a good thing. Yeah, I know that, like, I think maybe um, in maybe 2006, so I finished school in 2004, so it was too late for me, but I know that in 2006, Girlfriend Magazine did a big rollout of... Um, banning bullying so we were pretty much saying like as you know as a collective of people who read this magazine we're just going to ban bullying don't bully people it's not a thing anymore and i i kind of wonder what effect that would have had at school probably a really good one yeah i think it's funny you mentioned that in the podcast actually once they were like yeah we're going to ban bullying but then some of their stories are actually about people being bullies and it sort of (laughs) played off as funny yeah yeah, we're going to ban bullying. Over the page, it's like Dollywood gossip where they just make fun of celebrities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but again, maybe the attempt and the good intention is yeah, should be given some credit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, Dylan and I, when we were at school, like Facebook, I think, came in when we were at school and Instagram wasn't so much a thing, I don't think. So we sort of missed the big part of social media as, as teens, but. It's um I wouldn't want to be a teen at the moment at school with with all that. What, what do you reckon, Dylan? Yeah, no, no way. Because when Facebook come in, like near the end for us, didn't it? Towards the end, we had it all, but I don't think it was prevalent. No, it wasn't as ubiquitous as it is now. That's so funny. That just reminded me of um, when I was in school. The only kind of social media, like the posting to social media, we had was like MSN Messenger, <laughs> the, pro- the profile you could attach to it. Yeah. And I remember it was like a, we had a slumber party, me and my girlfriends, and we spent like maybe three to four hours trying to track down my crush's MSN profile. <laughs> and then when we found it, it just said, get a dog up ya." <laughs> I mean, pretty boss. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, bloody hell. <laughs> it was name age and then the bio just said get a dog up yeah that's what we spent four hours searching for it wasn't even a cute photo but i think i still printed it out <laughs> so he's still your crush after that clearly i mean i guess so 
Yeah. <laughs> so you won't get a message him? <laughs> oh God, no. Oh. No. That was um it's so funny. I did not any boy I had a crush on in school, I didn't even like make any sort of effort to ever speak to them. <laughs> I don't know how I thought it was gonna all work out in the end. That's um, probably why we didn't have much chance with girls, Dylan, because they're, they're all too too oh, shy. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. That makes sense now. That makes it, sense. Because we're too hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Jess, I know the Heidi's big into the poems that get sent in. Oh yeah. Um. I find most of them are pretty awful, but every now and then there's a cute one. I um actually wrote down my favorite. Oh. Oh. You want to read it out for us? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Um. Okay, so it's called The Forgottens. I am an empty Coke can. (laughs) An empty bottle of fake tan. (laughs) Sorry. Go on. I am the picture of an enemy, once a friend. The letter someone forgot to send. I am an outgrown shirt. Socks covered with dirt. I am an old cot. The lonely dot on an empty piece of paper. I am the old toothpaste with a mouldy taste. I am the bum that lives in the gutter. An empty tin of peanut butter. (laughs) Deep. Oh my god. Yeah. Now, that one sounds like it was written by a teen girl, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, that's great. Thank you for that. And some of my favourite things actually with poems are when, um, like, a girl realises that it came, the same poem was sent in three years yeah. ago. What do you think about that, Jessa? Um, I remember reading that and um, someone was like, oh, that go- that's, that's actually from a Babysitter's Club book. Someone <laughs> tried to use a poem out of a Babysitter's Club book. <laughs> Yeah, no, I remember thinking, like, thinking about that sort of stuff, like, I'm going to submit this to a magazine and no one's going to put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> but some of them are like, how would you remember this poem was sent in in February 1997, now it's, you know, July 2001, but I guess they do. Yeah, what else would you do? I, I guess, I, I know that when I was younger, I would cut my magazines up, but then I would also hoard what was left. Okay. Yeah. So, and yeah, and I remember when I was um like for school holidays between year six and year seven, I just kind of was like to prep myself for high school. I read through like every every issue I had of oh, and Dolly. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I've got to get ready to be you know a teenager. <laughs> a very skewed view on what teenagehood would be like. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, one thing I'd like just to comment about um, your podcast and what's great about these magazines is that the actual Aussie flavor. Yeah. What you're mentioning, those ones you weren't really getting into because they're like sassy and from the US and whatever. There's a few things I've noticed, like one of the quizzes that you had was called, Is Your Friend Acting Feral? <laughs> Just a great Aussie word there. I don't think it's used yeah. enough. Yeah. Another one was about was a love poem and it was about a guy named Brett. Yes. Just seemed very Aussie. Aussie, I like that. Yeah. I think it must have been from one of your 2006 magazines. I've got the quote here. It's, what taught it on in 2006? Wolf Mother is the band that are going to be huge and Yogos are back. <laughs> <laughs> Yogos never left. What are they talking about? <laughs> Just good stuff. Wait, wait, Yogos or Yogos? I think it was Yogos, but maybe it was oh. Yogos. I Look. I still love Yogos. I was about to say, I've never seen them go anywhere. Actually, I've always been going strong. A yoga might be good in my throat, actually. I'm a bit sick. I actually get one of those. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah. Um, another thing about the letters, I just want to say, Jess, is that um, I love how they're written with, like, stock characters. Like, um, you know, my best friend obviously gets a run. The school bitch said this to me. Yeah, yeah. My crush, the hottest boy at school, turned up at my house. I'm like, <laughs> it's almost like they're in this fantasy world of, like, like it's a babysitter's club book or something where... No one's got names. It's just the the hottest boy at school title, you know. Yeah, yeah. The school bitch. <laughs> it's so strange. There was a boy that my friend liked in school, and his name was Cameron, and he had a green hat, so we just used to call him Cameron Green Hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I don't know. Would would you have known who the the school bitch was, Dylan, at our school? I was about to say, I don't think that's some that's a thing. Was it something was there a school bitch at your school, Jessa? There was a few. Oh, <laughs> oh no. But no but no like big bad bitch at the school, nothing like that. Um No, not that I can think of. No like mm. head bitch. There was just like some bitches. Maybe some yeah. no Regina George. Maybe there was some depending on what, what sort of circles you ran in. I guess you can maybe talk about your crush because you're don't want to say their name in the magazine, that sort of thing. But yeah, yeah. I probably I just didn't think about people that way. I suppose giving them titles in my head. Maybe I, maybe I should have. Okay, I, <laughs> like, I want to move on to Dolly Doctor now, Jessa. Yes, great. We've um spoken a bit about it already, but do you think it's beneficial? I mean, yeah, because the ulti- like the the alternative was um nothing. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yep. <laughs> it's um, it's kind of like a strange concept though, because a, a lot of the letters that are that the girls write in are kind of like, I think I might be pregnant. Mm. But then, from what I understand, by the time the Dolly Doctor gets around to answering them, they probably have given birth. 
yeah. <laughs> They're probably far along, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's um a really if you just go to uh, Google and type in Jolly Doctor, there's a really really cute um video that's um it's titled ABC News Throwback. Doctor mm. Melissa Kang, she was the Jolly Doctor. Well, she wasn't the only Dolly Doctor, but I think she was like the best Dolly Doctor. Mm, for sure. There's um yeah, there's a video of her talking about um what it was like to be the Dolly Doctor, and she kind of like opens up this big mail bag, and it's just full of all the the letters that she got from the girls, and they're oh. really cute. They're all like have little flowers drawn on them, or they're on like <laughs> Winnie the Pooh stationery, or like mm. yeah, they're so so cute, and they draw her like little pictures and things. Like <laughs> it's really worth having a look at. It's super cute. That's cool. I think um, it must be around the same time because I heard her on the Conversations podcast with Richard Feidler. Yeah, she is. Um, she's actually released two books with uh, Yumi Science. Yeah, yeah, it must have been yeah. about promoting that. Yeah. And as I remember on that podcast, it was a couple of years ago now, and I really recommend it because it was really fascinating. Um, but she said that like the basic question that came through with all the different letters was, "Am I normal?" So like, the girls are just worried about, you know, is this thing happening to my body or this situation I'm going through with my parents or with these boys at school, is that normal? And, you know, the answer is usually yes or go see yeah. a doctor. But usually it's just, yes, you're, you're a teenage girl, you've gone through stuff. And that's kind of reassuring that she was there for it. Yeah, I mean, she, you know, if, the, if there was no internet, she can't just kind of be like, what's this lump? Mm. what's this bump, what's this, like, discharge? She had to get out your stationery and write a letter to Jolly Doctor <laughs> and then, you know, wait nine months and, and maybe she'd answer it. And hopefully that, yeah, the the rash yeah. is gone by then or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, or she'd be like, you're absolutely fine, no big deal. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's good and I think I'd probably prefer, you know, my future children to have a dolly doctor than just to go on the internet and be scared or, you know, yeah. find out or find they've got cancer because they've Googled their symptoms yeah. or something, you know. So Absolutely. Everyone always says don't Google your symptoms, but they never say don't send them into dolly doctor. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> okay, well, wrapping up some final questions now. Like you said the uh, girlfriend still has a magazine, is that right? Girlfriends still make a magazine, but I feel I think it's a bit different. I think it's just kind of about celebrities. Okay, oh. sure. There's not that. Yeah. I guess that's a bit easier to make than yeah the the personal connections with letters and things like that, and yeah. easier to report. You know, if you're just looking at celebrity goss rather than trying to find information about you know, what teams are going through. I saw that Dolly. So Dolly doesn't have a magazine anymore, but it has a website. Yeah. But. I looked at it and it seems like it's stuck in 2017. So that's probably where they should stay. Okay, fair enough. It's <laughs> it was a bit Buzzfeed esque again. It was like oh, listicles yeah. and yeah, story about celebrities and stuff. Oh, and that's a bit sad. Yeah, and I thought it was I thought it was up to date. Then I saw there was an article about um, Taylor Swift's Reputation album. I'm like right. she's released like four albums since then. So yeah, <laughs> not quite up to date. Do you think that a lot of these magazines, the supposed fan content was made up? I don't know. I don't I don't think so because a lot of it is just so bad. <laughs> Especially one of my favourite things is when people send in drawings they've done of like celebrities. Yeah. Which is 
it's like someone described gave like a, a sketch artist the worst description of that person <laughs> and that's what it looks like yeah yeah and like you know the poetry i just i don't know i feel like if it <laughs> i feel like it if it was made up it would be better <laughs> well fair enough okay i guess yeah is it easier to just copy and paste what someone's written in or write something new maybe easier to copy and paste yeah, I mean, why would you do the work yourself if you can just get girls to submit stuff? And I think that I think Jolly actually got in heaps of trouble because they used to get um, girls who wanted to become journalists to write their articles and then not pay them. Oh, so dodgy. So yeah, that's on the the, the Jolly magazine Wikipedia page controversy section is um, quite entertaining. Yeah, is that, they're the ones who who um, printed a picture of someone's you know genitals yeah, without that's yeah. That's them. Uh, <laughs> not good. And the worst thing they, they lie about, didn't they say it was some sort of printing error? Like, no. Yeah, yeah. The quote that the um the editor gave out was that it was a a, a complicated story involving mag terms like corrupted PDF, <laughs> die lines. <laughs> the f- Come on, lady. Blame it on a, <laughs> it was a corrupted PDF. It's not my fault. Yeah, all my corrupted PDFs involve pictures of vaginas so i i agree with that yeah, yeah. that, that, that oh, yeah. checks out <laughs> okay so some questions without notice hopefully you've got some answers ready or you can think of something oh. Oh, okay. what is the best thing you've found looking at these magazines oh the best thing i um well i think i've mentioned it all i i really mm-hmm. like the drawings that the girls submit okay um, i really like when they call ugly people Lush buckets and babes. <laughs> um, okay, what's the worst thing then that you've you maybe come across? Um, a lot of victim blaming. <laughs> yeah. A, a spe- yeah, especially in Dolly Doctor, and even we did um an entire episode where we read a uh article called "The A to Z of Boys." Oh yeah, and that was dodgy as. Yeah, Elle was so leering and it was pretty much just like, boys can't help it if they want to just yell things out of cars at you. Like, so, you know, don't be mad about it. They just can't help it. God. And the other same one, it was like, yeah, you, you should change everything about yourself to make yourself attractive to boys was basically the, the premise, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even a good article. X was for extremely pong- pongy bedroom. What the hell? Extremely pongy bedroom. Come on, guys. <laughs> Trying to give us the A to Z of boys and you can't even think of something for X. I well, I mean, what? They could have done X-ray, xylophone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can make this a bit harsh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I agree. We, we've talked about this privately, Jesser, about the, um, the story about the girl who was basically assaulted at a disco and she was getting, yeah. like, slut-shamed about it. And then Dolly Doctor was like, yeah, you deserve it, basically. Oh, yeah, pretty much. She, I've got the article here. I found it, just in case we were going to talk about okay, it. Okay, well, maybe... You read yeah, read it for Dylan. I don't think Dylan's heard this one. No, it sounds rough. So this is Dolly Doctor, Sex in Your Body. This is not Dr. Melissa Kang. Just want yeah. to make that okay. This is Dr. Patricia. Talk of town. I'm a 12-year-old girl in year seven. At our last school disco, I let a 15-year-old guy finger me. 
Some people know about it and now call me a slut. I'm afraid my parents will find out. What should I do? Worried in Queensland. Jeez. So then the Dolly, yeah, the Dolly Doctor's written, Girls and boys talk about sex and what their friends are doing. Sex is a hot topic of conversation during puberty, so if anyone does anything interesting, everyone will talk about it. Um, you need to think, you need to think mm. about whether you want to continue doing these things in the future or if you want to change your behaviour. <laughs> Soon people will forget about what has happened as some other story replaces yours. Provided you do nothing else, it's unlikely that what has happened will get back to your parents. You need to decide what you want to do in the future rather than doing things spur of the moment and facing the consequences later. Getting sexual is a big decision and something you should consider carefully before going ahead. Jesus. Yeah, I don't really know where to start. There's just like, first of all, she's 12. Yeah. She's 15. They're both under the age of consent. They're at a disco. I don't know about you guys, but we couldn't do anything at discos. Ah, it's teachers everywhere. Yeah, we yeah. used to even like try to go drink passion pop in the park. And then <laughs> next thing you know, one of the teachers had come around the corner. Like they were onto us. Hmm. Yeah, and like, I'm all for people having personal responsibility, but when you're a 12 year old girl, and he's a 15-year-old boy. And you're on school grounds. Yeah, I don't think that the problem there is that you haven't thought through what you're doing with your body. I think the problem is you're being preyed upon. Absolutely. And now you're getting slut-chained about it. For, yeah, and yeah. there's, you know, there's no mention of, like, the people, you know, they shouldn't be talking about you. It's just, you know, it's your fault. If they're talking about you, that's your fault for getting fingered. Mm. No, not good. Yeah. But, I like... I remember, like... Um, the school uniform girls would get in trouble you know for having their dress too short which i was like six one <laughs> so i was just like i couldn't help it i was just mm. wearing these you know really really short skirts and it was just because i was tall like and but i used to get in trouble for it all the time but like the tall guys never got in trouble for having their shorts like above the knee the double standards are awful there and yeah and it's like the thing about are oh, you going to distract the boys i'm like are we yeah. past that? Surely, you know? Yeah. Boys can't control their behaviour, you know? Mm. It's up to you to make sure you're wearing a longer dress. Yeah. <laughs> it's of those things, like, that stuff doesn't, like, directly lead to a rape culture, but, like, it's all the stepping stones, isn't it? That yeah. Maybe if we just accept yeah. people for being who they are and you've got bodies and, you know, I'm sure teenagers are interested in sex, but if we treat it seriously, maybe we can do something, we can learn about it and do it properly rather than blaming 12-year-old girls for, exactly. you know, Exactly. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're in year seven and you're already being told, like, boys can't control themselves, so you need to make sure you don't wear a short skirt and, you know, people are going to talk about you, so you just shouldn't have sex because you don't want mm. people talking about you. If that stuff's being told to you when you, you know, you're 12, by the time you graduate, when you're, like, what, 16, 17, it's going to have mutated into this, like, even bigger idea that mm. I, you know, will follow you forever. Yep. Yeah, anyway, we, we ended on a, a bit of a heavy note. Didn't we? we did, okay. Well, what's the what's the funniest story you've come across then? Um, I, I wrote down that poem. That was going to be my funny okay. thing that I've come across. That's good then. I can tell you guys my most embarrassing story from school. Okay, yes, we'll do one each then. Okay, it sounds okay. good. That sounds really good. We always try to get people to write in their embarrassing stories to us, but no one has. We've maybe had three people in one year do it. Bloody hell. Yeah, no. Surely everyone's got one, right? You'd think. I mean, they're embarrassing, Jessa. That's, I think, maybe people... 
Well, if I tell mine, then maybe that will encourage other people to tell theirs. So okay, sure. I, I was in kindy, oh. right? And um, I had to go to the toilet. So I had my hand up and the teacher was ignoring me because she was talking. And then I was kind of like, miss, miss, you know, miss. And she was like, no, 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 I'm talking. So then I just wet myself. Like I showed her, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> So then she's like, oh, so she takes me to the bathroom and I was like, it's too late. Like, I've already gone. <laughs> um, but then after that, I had to go to the sick bay. And I remember being in the sick bay and I was just like, this is so embarrassing. Mm. Like, that's, I'm, no one's going to want to talk to me or play with me at, like, little lunch. It was, like, first thing in the morning. So I was already, like, worried about little lunch, like, what I was going to do. And um, they didn't have... Like I said, I was I was a pretty tall kid, mm. and um, mm. they didn't have any um, girl undies at the sick bay that would fit me. I had to wear a pair of boys undies, <laughs> <laughs> and they were like um, they were red with motorbikes. I remember. Them. So good. So, room, room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bloody hell! So they sent me back to class, and I've got these boy undies on under my like little dress. Mm. And um, one of these, there was a girl who she went on to become the school bitch. Oh. Was, um, yeah, she was late to school, and um, I was like, "That's cool." She was late. She doesn't know I wet myself. She can. I'll hang out with her at little lunch. So oh, I was, and we we were playing on the monkey bars. <laughs> I was doing like flips and shit, and then she's. Um, I just heard her go, "Are you wearing boy undies?" Oh no! School bitch. I know. I thought I could bring it back. I was like, all right, it's cool. There's like one girl who might want to hang out with me, but then she <laughs> saw my boy undies. That's funny because like, isn't boy leg a, a type of underwear for girls now? I think boy leg, yeah. You were ahead of the game, Jessa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dylan, what's... I don't think they have motorbikes on them. Oh, okay. Maybe that's the difference. Motorbike <laughs> is the embarrassing part there. <laughs> Dylan, can you tell us your embarrassing story? Oh, yeah, all right. Um, funny, when was it? I don't remember. I think it was Christmas holiday. So I was on holiday at a caravan park with the fam. Mm-hmm. And me and my cousin been kind of pranking each other a little bit for the past few days that we'd been there. Mm-hmm. Like putting cordial in milk, you know, stealing thongs, <laughs> hiding them. Just, just dumb shit, yeah. <laughs> and so one of the days he says he's going to the, the toilets to do a poo. So, like, in the caravan park, there's only, like, the central toilets. No one else has their private toilet or anything like that. Mm. Uh, And so after he heads off, after a minute or so, I sneak after him. And I, like, hide behind this wall where the sinks are. So that when he finishes, he'll have to walk in front of me and I'll jump out and scare him. Okay. Right there. (laughs) So, basically, I hear the toilet flush and... As soon as he turns the corner, I just yell, "Laugh!" you know, <laughs> and it wasn't him. I just scared the shit out of this old man in a wife beater. Oh, <laughs> and I was just mortified. I was just like, oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> uh, did he say anything? No, he just, he was stunned. He didn't know what had happened. <laughs> he just walked off. He didn't even wash his hands. <laughs> no. Yeah. You still could have washed your hands, mate. <laughs> I just think it was probably the last thing he expected to happen to him. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, my embarrassing story isn't as um, exciting as, as yours, I'm afraid. Um, it's more just like 
a very awkward scenario, which I, I still feel a bit cringe about. Um, so, must have been like year 11 or 10 maybe. Oh, no. And there was a school disco going on. And I don't think I was at the disco. I might have been helping out the tech stuff. I don't know what up. Taking photos maybe because I did that a lot when I was at school. Anyway, for whatever reason, I was there. And my friend of mine, he'd sort of been kind of seeing this girl a little bit. And she was a bit of a wild girl. And that's whatever. That's fine. But, you know, she wasn't part of our friend group. And he sort of knew her from outside of school. And it was like outside of our friend group. And it was like, okay. Um, I'm taking photos or whatever. And this girl turns up and she's drunk. And she's like causing shit. <laughs> and I look and it's her. I'm like, what the hell? What's going on here? Why does she turn up? Because I think she was old. Though, so like she shouldn't have been at the parties with like the disco. So I'm like, this is crazy. So I go and tell him, I was like, dude, your girlfriend, your, you know, the girl's out there and she's causing shit. And he's like, what the fuck? And then the story goes around that she turned up at the um, disco, causing shit, drunk, got, you know, suspended or whatever. Turns out it wasn't her. Oh. <laughs> it was this girl, other girl, who looks just like her, like spitting image. Everyone said that, okay? So it wasn't me, like, just talking shit. It was like <laughs> her twin almost. And so the story gets back to her, the original non-drunk girl that... I've been causing, you know, spreading rumors about it. And I was like, okay, I wasn't trying to, but I did. And I feel bad about this, but also there's only so much you can apologize because I did a shitty thing, but I didn't mean to. So from then on, I was like, you know what? I'm never going to talk shit about anybody. I'm just going to like, you know what? You're causing shit. Good on you. Props. So yeah. You'll have to tell me who these people were because I might know them if it was in school. You might know them, Dylan. I think they were not, not our friend group, different friend group. So Okay, okay. I'll tell you. Tell me, tell me off the air. Tell yeah. you off points in case I get yeah. sued again by this person who oh, Jesus. finds me. <laughs> again. Again. Oh, yeah, no, we didn't get that far. We didn't get that far. <laughs> she threatened litigation. There were threats. There were letters. No, it's, it's all right. We settled, okay? Out of court. I, I don't think you were in the wrong there. All you did was try to tell your friend whose girlfriend was outside and it just wasn't her. Yeah, spitting image, okay? Spitting image. <laughs> I'm fine. You know, I do my best. You know, <laughs> okay, we'll wrap up. Before we get to wrestling, just some last things, Jessa. Yeah. You're sort of, you know, looking about teen girls and these magazines and all those sort of stuff. You're a bit of an expert now. So what advice would you like to give teen girls today? Oh, jeez. Um, well, I feel like I don't really, I can't really relate to teen girls today, but I would give a teen girl who was just like myself I would give the advice that you shouldn't be afraid to talk to adults. I know that my probably biggest issue growing up was that I was afraid to talk to my mom. I was afraid to talk to teachers, which is insane because that's literally their job. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I had problems with reading, obviously. Like I did not get um, diagnosed, I guess is the right word, with dyslexia until I was in my 30s. <laughs> so I went this entire time. Like... Looking back, I, I, all the signs were there. Like, uh, my report cards used to always say that I just couldn't spell at all. Mm. <laughs> and I, I think that if, like, you know, if I ever actually said to a teacher, hey, I'm having issues, that could have helped me so much more in life. Mm. So I, yeah, don't be afraid to talk to adults. It's probably, you know, and ask, don't be afraid to ask for help. Like, I, I remember thinking that, I, like, I wanted my mom to think that I didn't have any problems growing up. I never spoke to her about stuff. 
So, um, yeah, talking to, make sure you talk to adults is probably the biggest point that I would try to drive home. I don't, I don't want to get too, like, psychological here or anything, but do you think there was a reason why you were afraid to talk to adults when you were a kid? Yeah, I guess so. I think I think I was just always, maybe I was um, raised to be a bit too polite. Okay. Just not, don't bother people. Don't draw attention to yourself sort of thing. Mm. But also my, my brother was, um, I think he's actually like Asperger's or something, but back then he was seen as being like a child prodigy, so he was like really, really clever. Mm. So I think for them, like he was my older, like I think he's three years older than me, so I think everyone just kind of assumed that I would also be quite clever and I just wasn't. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair enough and... Obviously, there are, there are some um, adults out there who are no good and won't help you at all, but, you know, my my parents are teachers and if a, a student came to them and asked for help, they would do everything they could to help them. So, you know, find the right yeah. teacher and you, you, you would get help if you needed it. So that, that's good yeah. advice. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of friends who are teachers and I'm, I'm so happy that there's, um, you know, the, the teachers at my school were just dicks. <laughs> <laughs> We had some like that, didn't we, Dylan? But some were, some were pretty good too, so. Yeah, Mr. Rogers, shouting it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the best thing about the teachers at my school is just that there was just some weird, like, circumstance around their names. Our librarian's name was Mr. Reed. <laughs> <laughs> but there, it gets better. So the two um, sewing teachers were called Mrs. Jeans and Mrs. Butters. <laughs> I'm not even making it up, but then there was also a textile teacher called Mrs. Shoemaker. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, they all suck. Do they, do they call that nominative determinism? Like the name you have will end up being what you do in life? Yeah, yeah that's weird. Yeah. There were so many of them at my school. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> okay, have you got any final hopes and dreams for the podcast? What do you want to do with it? sure we were signed to um a podcasting network called lip media which was um all podcasts hosted by um lgbtqia people or uh, women mm -hmm. and they sadly have finished up i'm not really sure why but um i know that dan who runs it is um based in victoria so the guys had a rough year mm. um so i'm not sure if that's the reason why lip media is folded but so we're um yeah and then our computer blew up so we haven't put out an episode since we finished up with lip media but i guess um my hopes and dreams i just wrote down on the paper that i have here of my notes i put <laughs> make money question mark <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's our dream that's everyone's yeah yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. <laughs> i think with the the small amount of time that we were with lip media i think we made about 30 bucks so that's yeah. my <laughs> That'd be nice. Right <laughs> <laughs> and then the magazines are 20 bucks each. So Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so you're in the black. <laughs> yeah. Net negative, but, you know, you're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's, that's like us, I guess. We just want to keep the pod going and maybe yeah. not so much, you know, become millionaires like Joe Rogan, but we want to, like, uh, you know, get what get, you know, put in what we want and then get out that as well it'd, so it'd you know. be, yeah it'd be nice to break even yes yeah and, absolutely um, yeah meeting people like you guys being on other podcasts 
um, recently, like I said, we've had a few like fans kind of send us magazines and mm. send us um, Delhi actually Delhi magazine put out like some merch, and um, yeah, one of our listeners has sent us like a, a tank top they found at Vinnie's that was like Delhi magazine and. Yeah, just having like a little community is cute. I think that's kind of my main goal. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all the best with that for sure. Oh, thank you so much. So we're going to get to get amongst it in a moment. But before we get there, Dylan has some wrestling questions. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Yeah, just a couple. So what um, what period of wrestling did you watch? What, what years? The Attitude Era. So yeah, we not. only had yeah, we only had one TV in my house. So mm. my brother was big into wrestling. So like when Monday Night Raw was on, everyone had to watch it because there was only one TV. Yes. So that's how I got into wrestling. Yeah, and I remember By force. Having, like yeah, I was forced into <laughs> it. And I don't, we shouldn't have been watching it to be honest. Like it was, oh no. I, I was quite young. <laughs> oh no, yeah. no. Yeah, like I said, my my brother was um ad- advanced and. Uh, I just got to watch, you know, adult TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was rough. I think at one point someone gets their dick cut off, I'm pretty sure. Val Venus, yeah, if you remember yeah. him. I remember Val Venus. How could I forget? <laughs> there was, what? um, there was, a, I remember in the in the country they call Foxhole Ozstar. Mm. So we had Ozstar, and I remember my parents, as a surprise, got like, um, one of the, ooh, I think it was maybe a Royal Rumble, and we were allowed to stay yeah. home from school to watch it. And it was the one where, like, there's a bikini competition and a <laughs> young wins. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah okay. That? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that when she was going out with Mark Henry? Does Mark Henry yeah. cover her yeah. top? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Jesus. I think it was 2000, either 2000, 2001, I think. I'm not sure. My husband has on VHS. so who was your fave um (laughs) there's um i actually have a book so at school me and my friends would have like a letter book so it was Mm. a book like a diary and we just write each other letters and pass it back and forth but within the letter book it's um there's like a big drawing that i did that just says like jessa loves edge (laughs) (laughs) no way edge is my favorite Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had the biggest crush on him, but it was um before he joined the brood when he was just kind of like Oh, when he just came in. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was like I, I remember watching a match when I was really little where um and you remember the Godfather? Oh yeah. Yeah, he came out with like the hose. <laughs> and then um I don't know if it was uh it might have been like uh, I don't remember who it was, but someone like kidnaps a hoe and tries to pierce their nose. Oh, Jesus. Okay. And then Edge saves the hoe. Oh, and what a hero. Why, that's why I had a crush on him. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like, who was Mosh and Thrasher? What were they called? Oh, God. Yeah. That? The headbangers, maybe? The headbangers. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it was them. That they kidnapped the hoe. <laughs> or it might have, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. A more villainous act there's never been in yeah, wrestling. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was Edge when he was just kind of like starting out and he was what JR would call a young stud. Oh, yeah. And he uh, was, let's be honest. He was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, nah, he was. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, but I, hmm. I did also just like the brood in general. I thought they were cool. Yeah, their entrance is mad when they cool, rose yeah. out. 
the cool fire. Music, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, so when did you stop watching it, roughly? Um, I'm not really sure. Maybe in like 2002, maybe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure. But then like my husband and I met because we both like wrestling. So I, I got back into it. And then it, it's so strange because then he had to kind of fill me in on the years that I missed. <laughs> so yeah, like I had I didn't know who CM Punk was. Oh, blasphemy. Yeah, right. Now I do, of course. <laughs> Huge fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Quite interesting. So do you still watch it or not really? Um, well, I've kind of gone off it. I got into like AEW for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a bit more fun. Um, I don't know. You just can't. If you start off watching the Attitude Era, I don't think you can really <laughs> watch wrestling now, you know, and compare it. Attitude Era was just so good. It was, it was, but I mean, looking back on it, a lot of it was just like two-minute matches and then just like nonsense. <laughs> That's what I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember getting really upset because, um, uh, do you remember Al Snow? Oh, yeah, with the head. Yeah. He, yeah, I remember when he swapped out the head for that little chihuahua. Yeah. Oh, no, and the big uh, boss yeah. man cooked it. Yeah. Yes, and fed it to him. <laughs> Lonnie, this must all just sound like insanity to you. Look, I'm just here for the ladder matches, so everything else you've said makes no sense to me. Oh, no. On WrestleMania that I was talking about with the um, bubble wrap bikini, (laughs) um, I'm pretty sure there's a really good, like, I don't know if it's like a, a TLC match, but there's... There's the match with like the the Dudleys and the Hardy Boys and maybe and Edge Christian. Christian. Yeah. Where they have to is it like they have to put them through a table or something? Yeah, I think that, that I think that, there's a ladder involved though. Yeah, that might have been seventeen. They had a TLC match, I think. Is that where Edge jumps yeah. off and spears Jeff Hardy hanging from the belts? No. I think this oh, one okay. ends because like um Jeff does like a swanton bomb off of like a ladder or something. Oh, okay, that might have been two thousand WrestleMania two thousand. I think. Yeah. I don't know. That's just a really good pay per view. You guys, like, you do an episode just on that pay per view. I'd love to be like a guest star. Well, I think we watched that ladder match actually. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, you could watch the rest of you. Okay, could do, could do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love our wrestling, so. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Jessica, we've normally do a get amongst it. And this week we've asked you to um, take us through something you've been, you know, interested in or um, something you've been enjoying lately. So, you have something for us to talk about? Oh, not really, you guys. I've been pretty boring lately, but I have been enjoying the show Clarice on Stan. Have you watched it? No. No, is that the Hannibal Universe one? Yeah, it's meant to be like what happened after Silence of the Lambs. Oh, okay, okay. It's very good. I would suggest everyone watch that. Even if you didn't in particularly enjoy Silence of the Lambs, it's still like a really, really good um, show that I think everyone should get amongst. Yeah, okay. Nice. <laughs> Have you watched Hannibal, the, the TV series with Maz Nicholson from a few years ago? I did. I got, I got really into it, but I, I kind of lost track, and now I'm pretty sure there's too many seasons for me to catch back up. Hmm. I was going to watch it, but um, I think it got cancelled, didn't it? It's three, and it got cancelled kind of suddenly, I think, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They they just brought out um a third season of, is it 
could be on the ring or something. The yeah, Dark Side yeah. of the Ring. Yeah, Dark I've been watching it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's good, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched the uh, what was it, Collision in Korea episode the other yeah. night. Yeah. It's madness, insanity. So good. It's yeah. great. I love it. That might be coming up soon for us, won't it, Dylan? Yeah, I think we could probably do an episode. Like, you wouldn't have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy it, Lonnie. I reckon it's mm. very okay. well produced. Oh, sorry I derailed that. Um, no. <laughs> I just brought it back. Just, just bring it back to wrestling. Oh, that's fine. That's 100% all right. <laughs> okay, it's good to have Dylan have something to talk about. He loves his wrestling, so, yeah. Okay, is there anything else we want to mention, anybody? I'm all good, I think. Oh, good. Send us home, Lonnie. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> well, once again, thank you, Jessa. It's been so great having a chance to talk to you. And you're one of the people behind one of my favourite ever podcasts. Oh, thanks. We um, <laughs> hope you had a good time too. And, and maybe we can get Heidi on in the future as well. Yeah, that would be amazing. Hopefully she's keen. I'll we'll send, see. Um, yeah, I'll get you guys in touch with her. Just okay. sit her down for breakfast. Say you got an ulterior motive. <laughs> you wanted to be on I Miss You, man. <laughs> Darwin now, so I can't even like. It's hard for me to get a hold of her. Okay, road <laughs> trip, Dylan. Okay. Jessa, where can people find my girlfriend Dolly? Oh well, we are on uh, Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on uh, Buzzsprout. Uh, I'm, oh. I'm pretty sure we're at the stage where you can just type us into Google, mm. and you can listen to us somewhere. You can also follow us on Instagram at my girlfriend Dolly. On Twitter at my GF Dolly, and on Facebook, my girlfriend Dolly. Hell yeah, You're everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. And I think if yeah, if you just search my girlfriend Dolly, you'll find everything we have. And your Instagram is very well curated, so I think that would be one to get into if you've liked this podcast and like Jessa, the, the my girlfriend Dolly Insta, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're not a podcast sort of person, the mm. Instagram's still pretty cool to look at. Quite nostalgic, good stuff, yeah. Dylan, where can people find I Miss You Man? Oh, I mean, pretty much everywhere as well, don't we? Have you launched our website yet, mate? I haven't launched, oh, it's, it's up there, but I haven't really done much promotion of it yet, Dylan. Okay, but well, now's the chance. Now's the we'll website. <laughs> I Miss You Man, it's in our show notes. There are a few pics of us if you want to, you know, print them out, put them on your wall. So, mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blow up some posters, yeah. That's right, plus all the socials, kind of where... Where Jesser is, but I miss you, man, instead. Okay, well, until next time, I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, Jessa. I miss you, man. When we found it, it just said, get a dog up here. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.